Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Shamecast. Yay! We're back. Back and better than ever. Better than ever, man. This is your yep. Wednesday special. It's a list episode, self care episode. That's right. I will try to remember to post something about this tomorrow so you all are aware that we have a show out. Yeah, can you do that, please and thank you? I, I'm tired of publicly shaming you. I just kind of wanted to check the messages. I don't really want any responsibility as far as Instagram ah, is concerned. Fine, then just, that's it. That's all you get to do. You get to respond to the messages. That's it. Let's lighten my load a little bit, if you don't mind. I can't be bogged down with these mundane responsibilities that I, I don't care about. I'm a bad partner. I'm a bad partner. I'm bad <laughs> at all relationships. Friends, love, podcasts, son. This is what I'm realizing I bring other things to the table. Why would I waste my energy on shit that I don't care about or I'm never going to improve on? Let me be the magic in your life and you take care of everything else. That's the dynamic I've agreed upon. Super. Um, Let's just do that. Super. Wonderful. So I'll just keep doing 80% of the work and you just keep being AJ. So this is a list-a-sode, as you said, a a self-care-a-sode. Which uh, list do you want to start with? Let's start with, I don't know, it's up to you. Let me throw it to you. I think we should start with movies that suck first. Okay, cool. So these are these are overrated movies, yes. we're saying. Therefore, yes. they suck to us. I don't have anything <laughs> on this list that I'm like, I like it, but I think it's kind of overrated. That's not where I'm right. going with this. I'm like, some no. people, for some reason, think these films are either cult classics or true classics or just like yeah. really great films, and they're not. Yeah, overrated movies. Do you want to start? Should I start? I'll start. All right, yeah. so at the top, I, I, this is in no order. It's kind of as it came to me. Um, I have to always start with, with Forrest Gump. I was going to put that, but I've never seen it all the way through, so I feel like I can't. Um, Forrest Gump, I've seen many, many times. Forrest Gump came mm-hmm. out when I was in eighth grade, I want to say, 93, 94, something like that. 94. Okay, so here's my largest beef with Forrest Gump. A lot of stuff I have on here are Oscar winners. I know that's a bad gauge because a lot of stuff that has won an Oscar is, is still trash. I hear you, though. Yeah. Uh, but Forrest Gump beat out Pulp Fiction in 94 for best. It won everything. Did it really? I didn't know that Pulp it was Fiction. up against that. That was the year. So 94 was like Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction, Shawshank, Quiz Show. I think about like in the mid 90s, there's no way that the Academy would have accepted Pulp Fiction as the Academy Award winner. You know, at least he got nominated for an Oscar. That was big. That's news. right. Um, yeah, Forrest Gump just contrived trash. Um, and they make you feel like they victimize Jenny, the female character, this poor girl who has this horrible, like abusive childhood. And then everyone makes her feel bad for not being in love with Forrest Gump just because he's nice and loves her. What a, what a bunch of bullshit. It's like when they tell girls like, Oh, he's so nice though. He's such a nice guy. Why don't you like him? He's such a nice guy. Like that automatically qualifies you for love. Like, Oh, just be a nice guy and she should love you. (laughs) But this is and this is exactly where see everyone made this 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 uh, egregious uh, statement about Joker being a movie that was going to bring out all the incels. Do you know what incels are now? You're familiar. I do, I do now. But yes, really, now that had nothing to do with incels. Forrest Gump. That's a movie for incels, right there. Incels. Yes, absolutely, yes. absolutely. <laughs> so there it is. Forrest Gump. Total trash. Total trash. Uh, next <laughs> on my list, I have American Beauty. Um, American Beauty is another movie came out in 99 um, and was like the first mainstream like American art film so people went apeshit over this movie like they had Mm. finally seen some beautiful Mm -hmm. French new wave film and it was hitting America you know Kevin Spacey Mm -hmm. before we knew he was like the biggest fucking creep in the whole world Annette Bening you have that annoying kid with the paper bag it's again really contrived it's just okay it's not this brilliant art house film like it was billed another movie that won all the Oscars I think this speaks to the holding power of American Beauty because when I was 
15 or 16, whenever that movie came out, I thought it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Because Me I was too. 15. I was 19. I was like, oh my God, I've just <laughs> seen the best movie I've ever seen in my yeah. whole life. This is exactly yeah. the kind of stuff I'm getting into. It kind of set me into a trajectory of looking for true art films, things mm-hmm. like that. But at the time, being 19, it blew my mind, and I thought it was amazing. And I was like, I hope it was right. everything. Oh, my God, what a fucking great movie. <laughs> I had never seen anything like that at the theater before. So let me give it that credit. Uh, I will say that, uh, one, I remember watching the Oscars that year because I never watched it because mm-hmm. of American Beauty and being really excited that it won. Same, uh, same. But and two, that the person who was really into American Beauty that got me into it was my first creepy ass fucking 18 year old pretentious motherfucking lives in New York and is a gross graphic designer with long hair now boyfriend. Oh, so you know, we'll have to get a picture <laughs> of this guy. I need a little visual reference here. Did he um, come into your bedroom one night and be like, will you leave with me right now? I have enough money for both of us. I know drug dealers in New York. We're going to be OK. And you were like, no. I would have acted like that, like the blonde girl does to him in the movie. I'd be like, who is this creepy fucking guy? And why is he staring at us and filming us? Like, you know what I mean? Like, turn your fucking camera off, bro. She's like the voice of reason in the whole fucking movie. Yes. And she's trying to, and and Kevin Spacey's trying to fuck her. I'm like, this is is terrible. Terrible stuff. That movie would never have been made in that way now. There's no fucking way. No fucking way it would have been made. You know, they, they did like the gay neighbors, like the homophobic yes. military father. I mean, they just yes. like did all the stuff that seemed, you know, important or like things that weren't being mm-hmm. said at the time, but just not done right and so dated and kind of cringeworthy. If you watch it again, it's a little cringy. I'm like, oh, even the idea of Kevin Spacey being our protagonist seems dated. Like, there's totally. no way well, yeah. that that <laughs> protagonist would exist now. <laughs> like, yeah, let's now. feel bad for this middle-aged white guy who's hitting on an underage girl. That sounds 2020 to me. Because his wife's not paying <laughs> enough attention because he can't stimulate right? sex. Let's watch Kevin Spacey jerk off in the shower. That's what yes! thing. Let's watch that guy. Let's um, watch him jerk off twice. So, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> we do watch thank him jerk off Thank you for serving twice. your purpose. I needed it when I was 19. I don't need you anymore. This is a weird one. This movie, I think, is total trash anyway, but it's like it held in such high regard as like this cult classic, and it sucks, is the Boondock Saints. So that's fucking funny because I've never seen it all the way through, but I can't fucking stand anyone that quotes that movie regularly. Oh, and it's such a guy. It's such a, if, if some dude walks up to you and starts saying something from the Boondock Saints, just turn the fuck around and walk away. This person has nothing <laughs> interesting or original to say to you. Aside from Willem Dafoe, it's just total garbage. Willem Dafoe elevates anything he's in because he's fucking brilliant. So yes. there's a really crazy movie. Do you ever see that movie, Antichrist? I was just about to be like, have you ever seen Antichrist with him and uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg? Whoa, I love Lars von Trier. He's like one of my Ooh. favorite directors. That movie's of course. up. Yeah. Of course he is. Yeah. Yeah, um, don't go into Antichrist, like, lightly. Like, Yo, you need to have some time for that There's movie. shit. Oh, my God. So good. <laughs> oh, my so God. Good. Yeah. Crash? Do you remember Crash? This is, okay, you gotta stop. What a piece you gotta of, stop. Okay. Literally. Am I taking your list? <laughs> no, but, like, the first three movies you just said were movies I was thinking about putting on my list. Crash uh-huh. I have on my list, as in oh. not, not the, because uh, there's two Crash. There's Cronenberg. Which is not right, the one not I'm talking one. about. No, 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 no. This We're is directed by Dylan, Paul Sandra Haggis Bullock. or some Paul asshole. Haggis, yes, yes, Paul Haggis, who was all the rage it's after so this film. Bad. It's the worst. The <laughs> absolute. So not even bad. like. Wasn't even like good when I saw it. Like, oh, I mean, and it won everything. No, this is a movie that won Best Picture. Embarrassing yes. enough, maybe the worst film ever to win Best Picture. I mean, Matt Dillon's character is trash. 
Well, I hate Matt Dillon. The, like racist trash cop who then like tries to pull this black woman out of a burning car. Yes. And she's like, no. I mean, it's just awful, awful, awful. It's so ham-fisted. It, it's so on the nose. Any any description of any movie that could be the most mm. obvious thing. Here's the allegory about yeah. race or oh gender. My God. All or the stereotypes, s- all the bullshit. Misogyny. It's so With no ba- creativity. So none. It's just like you. It's like you took. It's like you just learned about all these things, and you're like, now write me a screenplay. I'm gonna put it right on yeah. the screen. Bad stuff. I, I again something I shouldn't even put on my overrated list because it's just hot garbage. But since it won. <laughs> It qualifies as an overrated piece of garbage. Um, next, The Breakfast Club, which I know you've never seen. Um, so let me tell you, I won't go down the rabbit hole of how terrible 80s American films are. And The Breakfast Club is such trash. I mean, these kids, the the, yeah. uh, the dialogue is cringeworthy. They couldn't be more stereotyped. You've got the jock. You've got the pot-smoking guy. You've yeah. got the poor pretty girl whose problems you don't understand, who's eating sushi at lunch. You have the kid whose parents demand too much of him, who's like suicidal, maybe. You have the goth girl with the dandruff. It's just, it's terrible. Something that's Uh. really glorified and really elevated because of being in that decade. Well, so I think that an interesting thing was happening in the 80s with film, where these mainstream, like, coming-of-age movies particularly, are trying to follow the code of ethics and values of the 80s. Mm Absolutely. and, And it feels artificial, and it feels forced, and it feels, like bizarrely optimistic without anything behind it um yes. very much like what i would imagine the 50s probably felt like um except with more cocaine like don't worry everything will be okay without yes. any backup, backing you know without any proof or like what do you yeah. mean can you elaborate like don't worry yeah at the end of the story everybody will be happy right which is garbage. and the only <laughs> stories that were told were that of like middle class white kids in fucking illinois or whatever mm-hmm. and even when the 80s took a movie and did it like went back to enough like stand by me it's like an 80s coming of age yeah. movie that they place in like the 50s or 60s that still follows that formula to a t well and that's the thing is that in the 80s there was this obsession with the 50s like poodle mm-hmm. skirts and like all that shit and yeah. so, and this like reclaiming of that like golden era of of the united states and it's so all weird. fucking lie the nuclear fi- yeah. it's all bullshit i was gonna say about like um horror movies i think the reason that i enjoyed them so much in the 80s is because all of those characters get slashed to death all, that whole they stable of characters. And they kill them. They're not going to they be okay. They kill all of them. <laughs> horror movies in the 80s do not end like, oh, it's okay. You know what I mean? Right. It end like that. Most horror films from the 80s, which is why I hate them and why I'm so scared of them, which is why they'll tie into our next list. Yes. Because they don't end well. They don't no. end. They end. They end with a hand coming out of the grave and Carrie trying to pull that poor bitch down is having a nightmare. It's terrible. It actually echoes my experience of the eighties. Like just when you think everything's okay, don't forget the terror is still right there. Everything is not actually okay. Evil actually won. <laughs> Along those lines, Goonies is pure trash. Um, another eighties movie that everyone thinks is, especially anyone my age, it's the uh-huh. sec. So the first two movies I saw at the theater as a kid were E.T. and Goonies. Two movies that I absolutely fucking hate so much that most people my age of my generation like Love. praise yeah. and have such nostalgic feelings for and think it's like a genuinely really good yeah. movie. And yeah. it's not. It's yeah. pure trash. Yeah. yeah. Um, so don't come at me with your Goonies <laughs> bullshit. Napoleon Dynamite is another movie that I think is – I hate Napoleon Dynamite. So I put that on my list too. That people think it's like – some cult comedy classic, uh, and it's not. What a terrible It's so story. fucking bad. It's terrible. It's trying so hard to be special. And 
it spawned off such a rage of like vote for Pedro pins and stupid yes. t-shirts and just all this shit that I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. This low budget trash movie that somehow gained traction and has become this comedy club. Why? Please explain to me why Napoleon Dynamite is brilliant or funny or tells a good story. Tell me why any of those things are the case because I never understood. It's like Wes Anderson without the creativity. You know, anyone can do a Wes Anderson by numbers. It's a Wes Anderson by numbers. There we go. Boom. I've heard a lot of arguments like, well, you're not from that area. You don't know what it's like. It's really like that. I'm like, I don't fucking you're care. You're right. I'm not. So tell me a story that makes me feel like I am. Exactly. Right. Explain it yes. to me. Make me feel it. Make me feel like I'm from, be like, oh my God, I yes. get it. I'm from this weird Midwestern town. And yes. This is life is like, no, I'm not from there. And you didn't make me feel like I was or explain it very well. So fuck off. Heathers is also total trash. Another 80s movie that I fuck. Or maybe it's 90s, but I hate it so much. I don't even understand Heathers. What a bad story. I was forced to watch it in high school, and I was like, I don't think this is good. See, I had a, a, a significant so. other that loved it. Had like the special gold edition and had to watch it many times and be like, this is just, this is not how I was, nor do I understand this. Right. Nor do I think it's cute or charming. Right. I just think it's trash. And I love Christian Slater. Big fan. I could throw out some shitty Christians. I pump up the volume. I watch it all day, baby. Underrated <laughs> movie. Um, but I hate Heather's. And I've hated every person I've ever met who loves that Heather's. That likes it? I'm like, Fair. oh. As soon as someone's like, I love Heather's, I'm like, I don't think I like you. Um, so that's, a, <laughs> that's a good gauge out there, people. If somebody likes Heather's, stay away from that person. Rocky is incredibly overrated. Now, that's blasphemy Dude. coming from Philly, I know. But Rocky is an overrated racist film. Let's just get down to it. I have it on my list, yeah. too. And I like Rocky. I'll watch Rocky. Um, but Rocky but it's is overrated. Tremendously overrated. Literally, so that we, we live in a city. We live in Philadelphia. If you didn't know that, we're coming mm-hmm. at you from Philadelphia. Where we, we actually are. have a famous black boxer from this city. You know, Joe Frazier beat Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Famous, famous black boxer. Even I know that. We worship a fictional white boxer over the, like, actual legendary black boxer that we had in this city. Rocky. Nothing could be more Philadelphia than that. Do me a favor. If you are planning to come to Philadelphia for a family vacation for some reason, because you decided that you want to look at history, (laughs) I don't know why you do that, but people do it. Maybe it's a one or two day stop on your Northeast tour. Right. say that. Fine. In between D.C. and New York. Fine. But, so here's the thing. If you're going to make the, the, if you're going to bother to make the trip to the art museum to run up Mm -hmm. the fucking stairs... And do the fucking Rocky thing and take pictures in and front stand of the in fucking line statue. For a half hour to take fucking pictures in front of the statue. You need to go just, it's a couple more steps inside the museum. Yeah. And fucking go to the museum. Why don't you go check out the Cy Twombly exhibit instead? Why don't for you real? Go look at all that stuff that we have up there. I just want to mention yeah. one thing. So the scene in Rocky where like Apollo Creed is in the fancy like hotel room at the desk, like kind of like taking phone calls. You're, like, made to feel more uncomfortable because there's, like, this black man who is, mm-hmm. like, the number one fighter in the world. It's, like, an uncomfortable mm-hmm. scene. Like, they build that into you. You feel yes. much more uncomfortable than Rocky, you know, South Philly white Rocky pounding the goddamn meat in the yes. getting ready for this fight. It's just such a weird racist dynamic. Rocky it's is such so a racist film. Up. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, I agree. That being said. Let's watch it. You know what I mean? I haven't seen Rocky in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so now we'll get to some bigger stuff. Titanic is also very, very overrated. Um, also and almost too bad list. to name. I don't know if I even want to put that in there, right? It's on here because it gro- it's the number one grossing movie of all time. Maybe It also won a fucking Oscar. Also so. won Best Picture. won all the director, all the Oscars. Get the fuck yeah. out of here with that shit. I wish I could think yeah. of what Titanic beat out. It was probably a, a rough year. I remember Titanic. watching and being mad about it, but I don't remember what it was. So... 
Sound of Music is an overrated piece of trash. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, moms and dads. Well, and I just hate musicals, so I didn't even bother with that because I, I hate too. musicals. But Sound of Music is not a so. great story. It relies too much on no. scenery and like song and dance numbers. Yeah. It really is not a great story. Um, we could <laughs> echo that with Mary Poppins. All the Julie Andrews stuff that's just not really I good. I fucking hate Mary fucking Poppins. Mary Poppins is garbage. She explained that to hate me also. It. Another movie I had to watch a hundred times when I was a kid and I was like, I don't fucking know what's going on here. I don't know why I'm My fucking like cousins loved that fucking stupid fucking movie and yeah. it's garbage. It's hot garbage. garbage. What else? What else? What else? Uh, Streetcar Named Desire. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm, but I'm sure it's overrated. This guy is literally like abusive to his girlfriend and her sister and it's like presented as like this passionate love story and it's right. not. He's just an abusive piece of shit. It's a terrible movie. First time I saw it, I was like, what? <laughs> so bad. Uh, I think the only thing I really know about Streetcar Named Desire is all from the episode of The Simpsons about Streetcar Named Desire. I was say, yeah, sure, That's sure, much sure, better. Sure, at me. Yeah. yeah Don't exactly. waste your time. It's a piece of shit. It's not a good love story. This man is just straight up abusive. Gone with the Wind is horrible. <laughs> Scarlett O'Hara is a selfish, spoiled, self-absorbed bitch. And Red Butler is just a fuckboy. I mean, it's terrible. It's really to get to the genesis of Gone with the Wind. That's what's happening. <laughs> to Kill a Mockingbird is also hot garbage. <laughs> I hate To Kill a Mockingbird. I'm like, you're a fucking racist, Gregory Beck. <laughs> you know what? I think To Kill a Mockingbird was the crash of its day. You know? That is exactly right. Gregory Peck is also a terrible actor. A horribly <laughs> overrated actor. I don't like anything that he's ever done. I don't ever um, remember old actors by their name except for like Clark Gable. Like that's the only one I'm like, oh, we got an image. My dad or is Jimmy Stewart. old movies and stuff. Jimmy Stewart. I see. I, so I watched a lot of that stuff growing up. A lot of old movies. A lot of old actors. A lot of, you know, I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty well versed in that kind of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. To Kill a Mockingbird is garbage. And then... <laughs> To finalize the list, Citizen Kane is the most overrated movie of all time. I've watched Citizen Kane many times at many different phases it. of my life. It don't waste actually no waste your time because it's at the top of the AFI list every single year. It's at the top yeah. of the sight and sound list every five years when that list comes out. Right. It's always at the top of every list. Your same yeah. five are always kind of at the top, and that one is always one, two, or three on all those lists. And it's not that it's like nirvana's never mind it's always at the top of the list <laughs> for some reason like technically it's brilliant so if you were like a film student if you understand right. why certain scenes are technically like revolution the dinner table scene the scene of her by the fireplace some scenes are technically so ahead of their time and so brilliant mm-hmm. that it's lauded that way but as a person who doesn't understand such that i lived one of my roommates was a film major for three years so i learned all of these things just because mm-hmm. i was interested like, tell mm-hmm. me why this is so great kind of thing. Because I've watched it a bunch of times right. and I just don't fucking like it. Yeah. Um, and what I've gotten mostly is the technical aspect of it is so right. brilliant. So ahead of its time. Debut director thing. Just like, you know, that right. kind of stuff is brilliant. But it's yeah. just not a great movie. That concludes my overrated list. That's a good list. And I so there's a Thank bunch you. of duplicates. We I, I had Titanic. Uh, okay. I also had Napoleon Dynamite. Um, I also had Crash and Rocky. I had Rocky as well. Okay. So, okay. but here's some other ones. Hard agree on all them. What else you got? I'm curious. So what I put these I in the same category. Um, okay. Clerks slash Chasing Amy. Okay, I'll give you some feedback on that for me. So I am. I was Ooh. a big. I was a big Kevin Smith fan. Um, me too. On. Huge Absolutely. Kevin Smith fan. Yeah. Um, and I still think that actually those are maybe his only two redeeming films and Dogma. <laughs> 
Um, I will still Dog watch Clerks or Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy is very dated and probably yes. overrated. And that story yes. would be kind of ludicrous today. Yes. And his whole like bitchy thing about that is kind of ridiculous. Yes. But it, it, it does succeed in kind of explaining like the selfishness of like Ben Affleck's character, how guys are like that. Like, well, I love you. So I want you to stop all of your I want to throw your past in your face. Right. I want to judge you for all the things you did before me sexually and otherwise. Yeah. And I want you to love me. I want you to change how you are and love that you back the way I point. love you. That's a very it good It does point. that very well. Clark's is probably overrated, but I just like the black and white thrown together jersey aspect of it. And it kind of makes me laugh. Clark's makes me laugh. It's ridiculous. But here's, I, here's what I'm going to say. Good. I have a fondness for all the, the old school Kevin Smith movies. I was mm-hmm. a huge fan as well. I think that Clerks is often... It's, it's kind of grouped into a bunch of other indie movies from the 90s that I think are probably more advanced than it is. I appreciate I that. that it exists. And I think that it is so special because you can tell he's just like putting a movie together and only sort of half understands how that works. And I appreciate that as someone that only half understands how podcasts work. And I just kind of throw that shit yeah. together, right? And the dialogue like, is kind of butchered. You can tell when people yeah. are stumbling over their lines. They're kind of like, oh, yeah. and they keep all that in. It's very authentic. Yeah. And it's, it's funny enough to, to work for me. Still. And like I like that like his the girl of his dreams is like just this kind of like normal like shitty girl. All these from people Jersey. just look like regular basic Jersey bitches. Yeah. And his girlfriend at the time looks like so Jersey. Like just yeah. it's, uh, it, uh, it so doesn't Jersey. work out. I like Clarks. You're making me want to see Clarks again. I'm like ah. Maybe I take it back. Maybe I take it back. Maybe I'm being too harsh. I understand. Let me say that I understand this. This is a route that I would have liked to have gone. You know what I mean? I've mm-hmm. said things. I've said disparaging things about Kevin Smith in the past and kind of meant it even about his earlier work. Being like, what a piece of trash. So I get that. I can appreciate that you put them on your list and the road that you're trying to go down. I just, I think I disagree slightly. That's all. I think I disagree. You know what? Here's what, this is another uh, situation in which the fans are the problem for me. So I would say that anyone that is like a diehard Kevin Smith fan and like quotes shit all the time and is like just really into it, that's where things get problematic for me. I think the opposite of the 80s thing happens for you with 90s stuff where you're like, ooh, 90s. Like it just puts the sheen on everything. Because I was really becoming, I was was discovering like what I liked, that kind of thing. You know, in the 90s, I was 10 through 19. So I was starting to build my character, build my taste, build all that stuff. The Kevin Smith movies were, I had never seen anything like that before when I saw Clerks. And I was like, oh my God, this is so funny. I've never seen anything like this. Maybe I'll I'll take that off for now. I'll take that off for now. You've redeemed it for me. I've I've been talked out of it. Um, 2001. Um, Funny, because when I was combing for these lists, it was on every list. And I hard disagree. I'm a huge fan of 2001. I think it's like I the most brilliant thing that's ever been put together. hate 2001. You got to be in the right frame of mind for 2001. Like, you took a bunch of Valium? Nothing has ever blown my mind like watching 2001 for the first time. In the right frame of mind, with the patience to watch it for three and a half hours, thinking I kind of get it. Blew my mind hard the first time I watched it. My dad, of course, loves 2001. When I was a little child, we had this like stereo system that my dad would hook up to the television. And I knew it was something important if my dad would hook the stereo up to the television. This was a big deal. So he did this for a couple of movies. He did this for the Star Wars trilogy. He did this for um, Oh, I forgot Star Wars. Fuck. Star Wars was on my list. Shit. That's the one I have it written down to. I crossed it off by accident. Star Wars definitely on there. Sorry. Well, we can talk about that some other time. But um, uh, so I knew it was going to be a big deal. He like plugs up the special stereo. I'm like, oh, this is special. And he puts on 2001 and I'm like nine. And so this like three hour fucking slow ass movie for a nine year old. Is that the only time you've ever seen 2001? Yes. Have you seen it since you were nine? Okay. I was like, no. oh, that's no good. If I watched 2000. I remember my dad saying to me, 2001 is the most boring movie of all time. Don't ever watch it when I was younger. 
being like, what is this? What is this weird movie? He's like, don't watch this. It's terrible. It's so boring. It's so awful. I dug um, my heels in about it, though. I, like, refuse to see it now because that was so scarring. I was so bored and so confused. And I felt like I lost trust with my dad. I'm like, what are you talking about, old man? What is this Top Gun? <laughs> see, Top Gun, I, I have nostalgic feelings for Top Gun. All that pure trash. I won't it's even say so it's overrated because I don't think bad. it's good. Who are you talking to who puts Top Gun on any kind of significant list of good films? You know what I mean? Just discredit that person. Paul was the one Thinks Top that... Gun is one of the best movies of all time. No, he never said that. But he was like, you have to see it. I would like to hear Paul's breakdown of Top Gun. Paul, please call in and give us your break. Tell me why Top Gun is great and I will listen. He could give you a good answer, I'm sure. But I found it uh, atrocious and I never wanted to watch it again. So you didn't so. watch it until you were like in your 20s, right? Right. Also, yes, not I was an adult. 80s movies do not work like that. You cannot right. watch an 80s movie that has passed time and pick it up now and be like, oh, watch this. This was really good 30 years ago. That's my argument about Star Wars. If you haven't seen it before the age of 12, it's... It's going to be lost on you to and this is a hot take star wars is overrated because it was just a good three-part adventure series and then for some reason it turned into this like holy grail of sci-fi and that led to all of the bullshit that is now the star wars is everywhere maybe the ultimate example of some bullshit that's just fucking everywhere you could have no yes. concept of what star wars is and you wouldn't be unfamiliar with right you know, may the exactly with you you're my father. Right. Suck my dick. I mean, all those things would be like <laughs> Star Wars. Hand cut off. Princess Leia hotly chained up in a in a dungeon. Right. Like all this. <laughs> These are all immediately images that come to everybody's brain because this is how fucking ubiquitous Star Wars is. And it was just a fun three part serial, and that's it. Like we 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 make it this huge fucking thing, and it's not. Thank you for mentioning Star Wars. I can't believe I forgot Star Wars. Actually, <laughs> should, Star Wars shouldn't even be on my list because it's just trash. Not even over it. It's, it's not trash. I, it's a perfectly trash. fine series of films. It's very fun. It's just not. If you're into cinema. that kind of shit, right? It's. it's it's it's, it's on the same level as Indiana Jones, and that's where it should have stayed. That's yeah. all it is. It's nothing special, guys. It's a nice nice hot take. Uh, I did put Braveheart on my list because Braveheart okay, is pure trash. Okay, I've never seen it. Trash. I'm sure it's garbage, yeah. I've been shamed by men for not watching Braveheart. They're like, I can't believe you've ever seen Braveheart. Like, what kind of man are you? I'm like, the kind of fucking man that doesn't watch Braveheart, dickhead. Fuck off. I put Braveheart and Gladiator in the same category. Now, <laughs> See, I love Gladiator. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I love Joaquin Phoenix in Gladiator. I hate everything else about oh, Gladiator. Oh, no, man. Gladiator's good. Fuck Russell Crowe. big fan of Gladiator. I hate Russell Crowe, too. I love Gladiator. Why? I'd watch it right now. I might watch it after we're done, baby. What the fuck? It's great. It's great. I can never predict your bullshit. Like, I know, because it's not my kind of thing. I don't... I, no! Okay, here's the thing. So, let me tell you the story. I saw Gladiator at the oh theater when it came out with my friends, and I fucking uh-huh. hated it. Hated it. Like, literally, I was telling people, I was like, don't believe the hype. Gladiator is total fucking trash. I felt well, And that's the awful. right answer. Yes. And then I saw it again, um, like, a year later, like, stoned on HBO. And I was like, this movie's fucking unbelievable. I got sucked <laughs> into it. And now I love it. I watch it all the time. All this. I just love it. Uh, Moulin Rouge? I've never seen it. Okay, so Moulin Rouge is, like, Spencer's favorite movie. What? She, like, is, like, well, she saw it when she was, like, I mean, you have to figure out the age she was like five now. wasn't she Spencer was like not she was like 10 probably it was like yeah. a very sensitive time in her life kind of thing i was on a road trip one time yeah. to williamsburg and the fucking bitch in the car played the mulan's rouge soundtrack over and over and over therefore i never want anything to do with it ever it was the worst three hours of my life i'm like you're fucking playing this again and then she switched it up at one point yeah. to eminem and there's like literally nothing what? i hate worse i'm like mulan rouge soundtrack eminem no 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 <laughs> terrible car ride <laughs> 
it's a little bit unfair because I just hate musicals in general. But Same. man, this is it's fucking stupid. It's a fucking stupid musical. Ewan McGregor can't sing, so that's problematic. Like none of them can sing well or really so. do anything. Ewan McGregor peaked in Train Spotting. <laughs> Like, seriously. <laughs> seriously, name a good movie after that that he was Big in. Big Fish is good. I love Big Fish. I've never seen Big Fish, oh, but I've heard Big it's Fish really is good. good. Check it out. Big Fish is just all, all the right. hard strings, man. Mm. I just, it's troubling, too, because the history that it's talking about with the Moulin Rouge could be really fucking interesting mm-hmm. and is really, really, like, culturally rich. That's what I mean. The story sounds intriguing. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like the execute and Baz Luhrmann is garbage so i'm like the execution just cannot be there um i right. have enough information to judge this film without seeing it i'm like no nah, there's no way. how do you feel about the uh his romeo and juliet big fan i used to love that movie when i was a kid i haven't seen it in probably 20 years but i yeah. loved it i feel like romeo and juliet it, it's like the clerks to mall rats thing where like Romeo and Juliet was like when Baz Luhrmann was just like figuring his shit out and was like, this is a neat idea. And it was. It was a good way to bring that story to that generation also. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I never yeah. got the whole, I, Shakespeare does not no. do it for me um, I didn't at all. Give two I've, seen, I've seen the old Romeo and Juliet and I was like, you know, what? and no watching this, I was cares. like, oh, this is cool. This yeah. is put in a way that I can and dig for some reason. Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes were like little babies then. So it's perfect because yeah. they're like young and dumb and it was just enough. But then it, it, Moulin Rouge was like, no. Um. So yeah, fucking Trash, garbage, bullshit, and awful. Um, the Sixth Sense. I almost put that on my list, uh, but I then I realized that it's maybe the only one of his films that's just okay. So I didn't put I it on. Know. I was like, I won't attack the Sixth Sense because everything else is so bad. Signs, I, build, I mean, they're bad. I never saw Unbreakable. People were always like, you should see Unbreakable. I'm like, I don't I think didn't I want care. to. I skipped over it. I didn't give a shit because everything else was so bad. I yeah. feel bad for M Night Shyamalan a little bit, and Me it's too. also frustrating because he's from this area and i'm like i don't want someone from this area to suck so bad like right. come on man we like, to, we like to pump up our philly artists and For real? we thought we thought he really had something with the sixth sense you know what i mean he was, right. like, he was like oh man this guy's everybody loves a twist everybody loves a formula everybody loves that nope. kind of thing and then not he so much that horse to death each time less and less creatively in my opinion so about the sixth sense um it did like when I saw it, I was probably like 12, right? So 12 or 13. I saw it with my grandmother in the theater, actually. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember it legitimately scaring me at the time. There's some visuals that are pretty freaky. There's some moments that are creepy, totally. whatever. Yeah. I will say that as a 12-year-old, I got the twist before, like, 20 minutes into the movie. So really? I don't know. Yeah, I was like, he's definitely dead. Like, You're this like, kid can see ghosts. Dead. Like, Shh. <laughs> I think he's dead. And my grandma's like, he's not dead. I was like, he's definitely dead. And he was dead, so. I am distant. And to watch Bruce Willis try to play that part is a little cringeworthy and to pretend like he has a full head of hair also not believable that was the, the <laughs> twist bruce willis is bald the whole time <laughs> empire records is it overrated i mean do people like really speak highly people of empire, love right? empire records whenever someone brings it out to me in that context i'm like shut the fuck up like high fidelity yeah. just get out of my like no go right away. it's like yeah no so hard agree also the worst aj character right can i get a fuck aj shirt Let's get a fuck AJ shirt. I think Empire Records is in the same tier as a lot of those other like sort of coming of age '90s movies, like Reality Bites and and stuff like that. So I think also that, bad. Yeah, yeah. Reality Bites is also terrible. Um, she makes a really poor decision. Like, don't stick with the the angsty musician. He's not. He's no. never going to make any money. He's going to keep having no. like mood swings all the time. Like, go with Ben Stiller. Yeah. What are you nuts? Janine Garofalo is the only likable character in that whole yes. movie. Yes, frankly the girl that works at the gap and fucks everybody is into the 70s that's the person i'm rooting for anyway so empire records is hot garbage um and also my least favorite song of any movie soundtrack is the um sugar whatever the fuck the song is at the very end no (laughs) (laughs) there's a song oh i can't remember it it's a fucking remember 
At the very end, Renee Zellweger, because she's always wanted to sing in a band. Oh. She like sings on oh. the roof. I forgot she, she was even horrible in it. Song. She's the worst. Finally, one of my least favorite movies of all time and one of the most overrated movies ever is It's a Wonderful Life. I know. We talked about this. You know what? You Hot have garbage. me kind of convinced. I got to watch it again, um, especially now with my realization that Christmas sucks. I got to watch It's a Wonderful Life again. And maybe it's just <laughs> The moral of the story is don't go anywhere because everyone relies on you too heavily. Don't go outside. Don't leave the house. Don't do anything. You are safe here. Everybody needs you. Forget your dreams. Stay here. Merry Christmas. <laughs> That's the end of that. Moving on. Um, so now we're moving on to things that we saw or listened to or watched. This is mostly, you know, films, TV shows, music for me that upset you as a child that kind of stuck with you and lingered with you. Yes. That's where we're going with that. So we'll start with two horror movies that I had to watch as a child that fucked me up so much. Especially, you know, they don't really have a lot to do with my childhood trauma, but being a traumatized child, having to watch horror movies... Mm-hmm. was in itself very upsetting. So Halloween and The Exorcist are two movies that I cannot and will not ever watch again. Halloween, as terrifying as Halloween is, and as many upsetting scenes as there are in Halloween for me, nothing is more upsetting than the end when the body's not there. When you think you finally have resolution and you finally contain this monster and the body's not there and the movie's over. Also yep. starts with a kid murdering his family. To take a like a psychologically unstable child and then like show his life up into the point in his creepy 70s suburban neighborhood yes. where he's essentially a serial killer with the white mask and there's babies. Yes. And I was just, I, I, maybe this is why I hate Halloween so much. The actual Halloween. <laughs> that makes sense. No one will fuck up Halloween for you like John Carpenter. The Exorcist I saw later in life. I, well, not later in life, but I was probably like 14. Old mm-hmm. enough to be able to handle something like that. I'd always heard that it was like the scariest movie of all time. Right. Um, and I know people will say that it's not now or that it's not even scary or blah, blah, blah. Nothing is more terrifying than The Exorcist. When you take the religious Catholic aspect of things like That's that. That's what I'm saying. I think if you're Catholic, it's extra scary. <laughs> to see a child possessed by the devil, which sounds like a funny, stupid thing that would not be scary, frankly. Fucking And terrifying. to make that absolutely terrifying. And it's simple things like the crab walk down the stairs, the mm-hmm. crucifix scene. There's a lot of things that are just fucking they don't go away that stuff resonates mm-hmm. um that movie fucked me up for years and years i will never watch it again i'd watch halloween again i will never watch the exorcist again never never <laughs> next so this is kind of a weird one there's uh do you remember the show growing pains i do but i never watched it okay it was like never watched it. i loved it it was very big when i was younger um there's an episode where uh matthew perry guest stars as like the girl's boyfriend like they're like in uh-huh. high school matthew perry and i'll be darned remember him Right? Matthew, you remember Matthew Perry? Chandler. Does he do Chandler stuff still? Stars. I don't think so. But there's this episode where he, like, is the love interest. I think he's, like, the sister's boyfriend. And he dies in a car accident. Like, a drunk driving car accident. Like, they're at a party and he has, like, a couple beers and drives home and gets killed. Is it, like, a very special episode? Like, one of those things where it's, like, don't drive drunk or whatever? I believe after there's, like, a message kind of thing on the screen. PSA. You know I mean, it was, like, one of those. They ed- loved like, that they, shit back right, in the day. they did, oh like, that God. episode. So while I'm watching this episode, my mom is not home and my dad's on the phone, which is weird. A nighttime phone call for my, he was on like an important call for something. This is a long time ago. Uh This is probably like 1988 or something. And I have this horrible reaction to this episode and I'm crying, like sobbing, like inconsolably crying while my dad is on the phone. And he's like so fucking annoyed that I won't stop crying while he's trying to finish this call. And like by the time he was done, like it was just kind of like a what's the matter? You know what I mean? And I was like too embarrassed to talk about it. So I just had to eat these weird feelings. 
Um, oh my and it's god! So weird, right? Like not like a particularly traumatizing thing to watch, but I remember it fucking me up so hard. That little scene, sure. in my life, I like remember all the time. Um, and oh it's, my it's deeper, god! It's deeper than just the episode there, but that is all. Time, yes, one painful memory for me. So fuck oh me. my god, that's awful. Um, next, the thriller video fucked me up when I was a kid so bad. Um, so bad. So Thriller came out when I was four. I think Thriller came out in 1984. Um, and that video I was, was just all born. MTV for five years. From 1984 <laughs> to 1989, if you were watching MTV for an hour block of time, you saw the Thriller video. Very theatrical, very long, um, just creepy, creepy stuff. It, it made yeah. me terrified as a child and think that Michael Jackson was creepy. So I think I was right. Hmm. It's interesting. I was like, I don't trust this guy. So fucking creepy. And it was like, it was just like a thing. It was like the thriller videos out. Watch it. Not yeah. Like maybe this will be weird for you. You know what I mean? It was just like it was the next thing. MTV was blowing up at the time. If you're just listening to the song, you wouldn't have any idea that it was going to be fucking zombies. Like who would have known that? Even if you're <laughs> just watching the zombies dance, it's not bad. It's all the creepy in between stuff when his eyes turn back yes. at the end. I hate that shit. Uh, once again, something that you think is okay at the end and then not okay. A theme of my childhood. I'm like, oh my God. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, the song, the rhythmic song, Sweet Dreams, um, if I hear, if it plays in a store or something, I literally, I dissociate. The day that we do the biopic of my life, Sweet Dreams will be the trailer song because it just, it's, it represents everything that I am afraid of from my childhood. Just creeps me the fuck out to no end. I'll have to see when that song came out, but it feels like the soundtrack for all the terror of my childhood. If I had to, if I had to sum it up into a song, it would be Sweet Dreams. I prefer the Marilyn Manson version of Sweet Dreams. That's how much I hate the original. I, I would listen to that on repeat before I would hear the rhythmic song. That song. Uh, the episode of Futurama with Fry's dog. And I'm not even a big Futurama fan, uh, but that episode destroys me. If any of you don't know the episode of Futurama we're talking about, basically he has a dog in the past and at the very end of the episode, he's like, I'm sure the dog like forgot about me. And then it shows this time lapse of the fucking dog waiting for him his entire goddamn life. waiting in the spot, waiting for him to come back looking so sad. And it is fucking, you know what, people, who cares if people are upset and heartbroken? It doesn't make me upset. If his baby was waiting for him to come back, I wouldn't have cared. Exactly! Poor fucking dog, not understanding what happened or where this person went with these feelings of abandonment and hope. It's the worst thing ever. Um, so there you go. That's something from later in life that still fucks oh. me up. And every time I think about it, I get sad. So I try not so to. So sad. Oh, it's terrible. Um, uh, so two more movies, just creepy stuff. Labyrinth and the NeverEnding Story, which I lumped together as two horrible movies from my childhood that really I fucked me up in weird ways. I hate the NeverEnding Story. So terrible. Both of those movies are just awful. The quicksand scene? Jesus Christ. Okay. So the, the, there's a movie for children where they literally make you watch this horse drown in a swamp for like yes! five minutes. Like five minutes yes! while he's screaming like, please, no, please, God, please don't take this animal away from me. And you just watch it slowly die with its sad eyes looking for some kind of help. And it destroys this kid. It's awful. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. That's how the 80s did kids, basically. They're like, oh, you want a children's movie? Cool. Here's the content we're going to bring to you. Um, And same kind of creepy shit with Labyrinth. It's not quite as intense in that way, but there's a kidnapping and David Bowie's creepy. And I think I associate a lot of like me not liking weird sci-fi-ish stuff with with those two movies in particular because I hated them when I was a kid. And I was like, I don't like this kind of thing. Please don't bring this stuff home for me to watch. It makes me uncomfortable. I can't explain it, but I don't like it. Please make it stop. 
The, the Dark um, Crystal is another one of those that's like which I've never so, seen. It looks fucking horrible and creepy, and I would never watch it. Uh, there's a scene where one of the adorable characters, a Gelfling, is uh, sucked dry by the Skeksis, which are the bad guys. They like suck his okay. energy out, and it's awful. The book Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I hated that book <gasps> as a kid. Oh my god! People like just love to read, and it would pass oh. around my circles all over as a child, and I hated it. Uh, scary stories were not my thing um at all and not even the stories the illustrations the book the illustrations the melting faces the skulls all that shit just fucked me up every uh, image it, looks like it's covered in hair and blood like every image yeah. is like hair and blood like dripping yeah. and like and ugh. i like that book just getting that book seeing that book it was every book uh. fair i went to as a child it was all yes over the place. you couldn't get away from that fucking book so the final thing on my list to lighten up the mood a little bit so this, this video made me laugh hysterically and then throw up for an hour. Two girls, one cup. Fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucked up disturbing video that I thought was so funny for 30 seconds and then could not stop throwing up. So I can't watch it anymore. You're familiar, right? Full disclosure, I've never watched Two Girls, One Cup. Okay. I know what it's, it is. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it. It's insane. Um, it's it's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. I won't get into it. Um, I feel like most of our listeners are of our generation. But if you're not and you don't know what Two Girls, One Cup is, This is sorry. a video that came out probably 2000, sorry, I want to say like sorry. 2005, 2006. So this is on Thanksgiving after I'd already eaten all day and just had a big <gasps> roast pudding cake for dessert. So I just finished my giant dessert on top of a whole day of eating and probably drinking massive uh, amounts of alcohol. And I threw up for 20 minutes in their bathroom after watching this video. (laughs) (laughs) That's the list, baby. (laughs) Cool. You know what? I'm glad we don't have nearly as much crossover, which is fun. So uh, I have very different things. The the snake banister in Beetlejuice, the scene where the, the banister turns into Beetlejuice snake. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. Scared the living shit out of me. Sure, Beetlejuice is a little creepy. Yeah, I feel Yeah, that. and you know, it's like a very tongue-in-cheek movie. It's not supposed to be serious, but like when you're a kid, you don't fucking understand tone. You're just looking exactly. at scary shit. So, I mean, again, Beetlejuice, I think, came out in like 1987 or something. Yeah. Um, so I didn't understand how like absurd Tim Burton was at the time. You know what I mean? Right. I was like, oh, it's very Tim Burton. You know, I didn't know that. I just thought it was fucking weird. I, I guess I was probably like six or seven probably when I saw this. So I was way too young. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the fuck is that shit? There's this episode. Do you, you watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Probably never, right? I'm Yes. No, it, I was too old for it. Spencer will reference it a lot, but I never watched it. Um, I was right in the sweet spot for Are You Afraid of the Dark? I was probably like 10. It's perfect. And um, two things uh, culminated. So um, Snick, which was the Saturday night lineup for Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. um, Ren and Stimpy would come on right before Are You Afraid of the Dark? And so the end theme, the closing theme of Ren and Stimpy always gave me the fucking creeps because I knew it was you're heading leading. into that show. Yes. Ooh, that's a mood I understand. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, no, it's coming. And that's, it would scare the shit out more so than Ooh. the Are You Afraid of the Dark opener. So That's a I fun trigger. It. The anticipation trigger is more yes. fun. Yes. Oh, no. Then there was a specific episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark that I remember. It, it involved these, like, phone police. I don't remember the premise okay. that well. I just phone know police. that. There were, like, people monitoring your phone calls, and they would, like, stalk you like men in black type people. And it scared the okay. shit out of me. I was like, I don't That's want to make phone calls ever again. Like, I was so scared. So if anyone remembers that episode. God, the yeah. stuff that gets in your head as a kid. You know what I mean? Like, yes. you're saying this to me, and I'm like, That's not, that doesn't really sound like I know. a fear I would have ever had. But the shit right. that just 
gets to you for whatever reason. There. You know, that I gets remember there was like that. I think there was a scene where there was like somebody like looking inside a window <laughs> during it, like into someone's house, and I think that scared me a lot. Okay. Um, okay. Because also, like, I'm a city kid, and I didn't like any time that I was out in the burbs, and there was like just open space outside your house. That was very disturbing to me. Sure, you're used to buildings being on top of each other. You look out your window; it's more houses right in your fucking right. backyard. Sure, yeah, yeah. And all of these shows in the 80s and 90s were all like kids in suburban settings and it yep. always creeped me out more because i was like that's unfamiliar i don't know where where it would be safe it's like creepier it's more quiet yes. you don't know the person everybody thinks yeah. this person is probably good it's like you know yeah. creepy it's just uh it's a whole other element of fear when you were talking about uh never ending story i just remembered the phantom toll booth and how much that scared the shit out of me when i was a kid fuck yes also a super fucking weird ass movie one of those so movies that goes weird. from live action to cartoon uh halfway through animated or right at the beginning i guess um and it's based on a book i never read the book because the movie scared the shit on me specifically there was a scene with these creatures called the doldrums that would pull you the doldrums. in Yes. Yes. And they're like yes. these slimy fucking creatures and they claw onto him and make him like stay like lazy, basically. They're like, you just chill, kill time. It scared the fucking bejesus out of me. So fuck that. That's a good call. Uh, like around the same year, I must have been like eight or nine, I guess. I, I never read Raul Dahl books because the, the illustrations creeped me out so much. See, I was a fan of him, of his books as a kid. Mostly like, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, right. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. Some of that shit got a little bit weird, and his illustrations are on the creepy side of things. So I they creeped the shit out of me. Especially, there were two ones, the, the Twits, which all of the these twits. kids, every single kid in my grade read that fucking book and did a book report on it. I swear to God. I did a book report on that. It's a bad one. It's Minor Doll. <laughs> uh, it's Minor Doll. And I just remember seeing the, the cover and being like, I don't like this. I hate this. I, I felt similarly about that in the cover of um, A Light in the Attic, where it's like a house in someone's oh, head. Oh, yeah. Scare the shit out of me. There was an episode of the X-Files where um, it's about uh, cockroaches and insects. And at the very end, it's another one of those, you think everything's safe, but then something happens. And uh, Chris Carter, who wrote X-Files, loved to do these like long monologues with his characters. It's so fucking annoying. So at the okay. end, Mulder's like writing on his computer, like reflecting upon the case. And he like, he's eating a cookie and he like reaches over and this fucking crazy bug. I don't even know what kind of bug it is. It's like a crazy beetle with like a clear shell. It was terrifying. Oh. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, why would that just be there? Why would it just be sitting oh. there? Also yeah. in the same episode, there's a scene where the characters are hallucinating or, or you think they are, you're not sure. Cause X-Files, it could be real, could not. And the these fucking right. cockroaches climb into their skin. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's no good. No bugs in my skin. Um, So remember how we were talking about, like, innocent creatures being murdered in kids' movies and how fucked yes. up that is? So this isn't – Who Framed Roger Rabbit isn't really a kids' movie because it's kind of dark and crazy. Isn't but, that interesting? Because I saw it as a child thinking that it was a child's movie. It was like, this is like really adult. <laughs> There's like sex and murder and, you know. Yes. Yeah. And like Jessica racism. Rabbit, how am I supposed to feel about this chick? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You know, kind of bestiality, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. A lot going yeah, on there. Jessica Rabbit fucking a rabbit. Got some serious alcoholism. <laughs> yes. You got Doc from Back to the Future being all creepy. I can't take it. But I saw it a thousand times as a child. Me too. And the scene that really fucked me up. Take a guess which scene fucked me up the most of that movie. The safe on the head? The safe? No. (laughs) 
No, the fucking oh, shoe oh, oh, being they're putting melted the shoe into the in a dip. vat of oh, no. acid. In the dip. Oh, and they put what the, the shoe in and it's like trying so hard not to when he's yes. like showing how much this stuff will wipe out all these goddamn tunes. Yes, I, I forgot about that. I cried so hard. I must have been like seven. <laughs> he's creepy as fuck in that movie. Oh my God. Christopher Lloyd is a creepy motherfucker. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Fucking horrible. Oh yeah, the shoe. Good call. I forgot about that. I blocked it out. Fucking awful. Well, in the <laughs> end when he shows his like creepy tune eyes, that's also mm-hmm. really scary. But the shoe thing fucked me up. There's, you're, you're going to love this. There's three episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Look at AJ's. You can't see AJ's face, but he's such how a douchebag. How is that possible? The Tell me how Star face. Trek scared you. Anyone that's seen these three episodes will know that they're fucking terrifying. So there's stop it. Stop it. All right. Take your attitude. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. You'd have to. I can see your face, you fucker. Damn it, I'm listening. Anyway. So there's three there's three different ones. So one is called Night Terrors. This episode, all of the characters can't pass into REM sleep, so they all start hallucinating. And there's one scene specifically where the doctor, Beverly Crusher, uh, she mm-hmm. is checking all these cadavers because they, they like stumbled upon a ship that was like abandoned and everyone was dead. And they couldn't figure okay. out why. So she has all these cadavers. She's trying to like do experiments. She's starting to lose her mind at this point. And you hear this like rustling, like sheets rustling, and you're like, what the fuck is that? And she like turns around, and one of the bodies is just sitting up in the sheets. And she's Yo. like, it's not real. It's not real. And she like, she like looks around and then all the bodies are sitting up. It's fucking terrifying. And she like backs into a corner and she's like, it's not real. And then they all lay down again. But it's fucking terrifying. I'm scared listening to it, baby. Fuck you. You don't take this seriously. That's scary, I'm right? Taking it seriously. I'm, I'm listening. Yeah, that's scary. It would be scary in real life. Scary it would not be fuck. scary to me because I'd be like, oh, wait, this is just a stupid Star Trek episode. <laughs> Anyway, there it I'm is. Sorry. There's the snark. Uh, another episode called Schisms, which is where several of the characters start getting abducted by aliens, like old school abducted by alien style, where they like lose time and they don't know what's going on. And I think okay. I might have told you about that. The three characters go into, it's called a holodeck, where they can create whatever they want out of yes. thin air. And they start describing what they remember of their abduction. And they create this like s- this creepy black room with like a medical table in the middle. And they're like, there were things in the darkness, like I don't remember what they were, but they made this sound and it's this like clicking sound. So it's just this dark ass room with this creepy cold medical table with like instruments over it and clicking. All right. So that's, that's scarier. That scares me more. That's scary. That's better. It was so creepy. And then the final one is called Frame of Mind. Uh, uh, Commander Riker loses his mind and doesn't recognize reality from from this play that he's in and okay. starts thinking that he's in an insane asylum. And it's fuck it. There's one scene where he's like getting off a turbo lift, which is their word for elevator. And <laughs> very clever. <laughs> um, turbo lift. Yeah. And, and the, the, this one character is like waiting for him. Like it just scared the shit out of me when I was a okay. kid. So those were all terrifying. I've never watched a fucking lick of Doctor Who, but I've Same. seen one whole episode when it was on the Sci-Fi Channel, like the old ones, like from the 80s or whatever. My stepmom, Wendy, loves Doctor Who, so maybe she can clue me in as to which one this is. But all I remember is that there were these giant fucking like space spiders on people's backs. And I was like, nope. And I changed the channel. And that's all I remember. The final thing, this isn't a thing that uh, freaks me out, but it depresses me, is the sound of a sports game of any sort. Okay. Because I remember the only time, so my family wasn't into sports, shocking, uh, from what you know of my family. I the only time that that would ever happen is when we go over to my mom's parents' house and my pop-up would watch like baseball and it's like it was in this like depressing rural trailer park in like weird rural Pennsylvania. It's like a daytime baseball game. Yeah. On like a Sunday and it was just like I have to go to school tomorrow. And I was like 
And the whole house always smelled like farts because it was always like weird German cooking. So it was like this weird fart smell and that carpet that like kind of looks like stuffing. Like it looks like stuffing, like uh, turkey stuffing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Exactly what you're talking about. Wood paneling. And like one of those um, velvet couches this, with like a floral print the house on I grew it. Up in. This is literally yes. this is what my house looked like when I was a child. Wood paneling, that carpet, so that couch. Bad. Yes. yes. Oh, and was he sitting? Was he sitting in like a weird chair with like a TV tray? Like was it like yes? Yeah. Oh, like, in like a weird old recliner with that like scratchy like almost burlap material. Like what the yes. fuck are they made what of? Was that that was comfortable. It's like make sure you have yeah. everything on your body to protect it from what this chair is made of. It will scar. It will scrape up your skin. It was crazy. Seriously. That's a man's chair, is what that is. That's an eighties man's chair. That's a chair you just scratch your balls in and watch some baseball. Yeah, so he'd watch baseball. He'd smoke his pipe, and that's what I remember. And it, it just depressed the shit out of me. Interesting. So, it's interesting yeah. to sound like that. I mean, not interesting. These things happen, but uh, yeah. that sound is. Specific. I hate the it. Sound of a sports game, though. The scattered yeah. applause. The the. The ball hitting the mitt, yes. the blah, 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 boring commentary. Sure, yes. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a feel. You know, as a kid, I couldn't put my finger on it. I just knew I didn't like it. But now mm-hmm. I realize I was depressed and anxious. <laughs> so that's my list. I'm sure there's more, but that's what I remember. Right, right. Same. Um, so. There's lot, lots of stuff that fucked me up as you know, a kid or past a kid that I saw. Yeah. Um, and there's probably more overrated movies too, but, you know. We're there's more of everything, in. always. We have to make this manageable. You know, little, little bite-sized chunks. Because if we yeah. really... I mean, we could. I could talk for ten years about all the movies I think are overrated. I'm not sure our audience is is ready for the four hour overrated movie no. episode, but maybe, maybe they were. <laughs> maybe we underrate them. Maybe they actually yeah. could handle it. I don't know. Tell us, audience. Do you want to hear us talk for four hours? Yeah. Next episode, we're going to watch Kill Bill one and two back to back while we talk, just as for like time frame reference. We're just going to make you sit with us for a long time. What I realized doing uh, quote research for the top 10 most overrated movies is that um it's just people's opinions man it's just that's just like your opinion man (laughs) i think so much of this is about trends in taste and and that's very much of the time uh compounded by subjectivity right so i think that it's been trendy for this particular time to hate on certain kinds of movies or to hate on certain things that we did at certain points and i think part of that is just the self-loathing around what we deem to be culturally appropriate at different points Mm -hmm. seeing that and being like "Ooh, that makes me feel gross and then being like never mind disregard this is terrible because we made mistakes it's also okay to have fallen into that at the time that's what those that's why they're gimmicky that's why they're overrated that's why they don't hold up because they use that really basic formula to trick your brain into thinking this is yes. kind of amazing and you don't know any better at the time. Right. But the key is in figuring that out as time goes on, being like, actually, this is not fantastic. Actually, this does not hold right. up. Actually, this is really bad. Right. Actually, I was 13 when I thought this was great. Shame on all the adults who thought Forrest Gump was fantastic in 1994. I can't be held <laughs> responsible. I was only 14 years old, you know? Shame on the Academy, goddammit. <laughs> We've recorded for an hour and 45 minutes. I would imagine you're going to cut the last bit of my monologue. Yes, so. <laughs> I am. All of your megalomaniac rants. Yes, I cut those out so that people don't understand the true gravity of your craziness. Sometimes when I'm listening to an episode, I'm like, ooh, here comes. Oh, no, she cut that out. That was probably too long. I think I spent too much time talking about myself for that 10 minutes. She cut it all out. I have to make a lot of hard choices, you know? Hey, man, that's that's what we pay you for. No one gets paid here. <laughs> no one's paid. We're not getting paid. We're not getting paid, uh, people. Let's talk about uh, all the ways in which people can support us and be awesome because you should. So you can subscribe um, and follow every episode and listen to it and rate it and give us all the praise because we are magical pixie creatures from heaven. It's true. 
I mean, so check that on. out. You're really, you're truly missing out uh, yeah. if you're not following along. So get get yeah. on that bandwagon. Don't listen to like, an Ooh. episode. You won't know what the fuck is going on. You need to listen to all of them in chronological order to, to have the full experience, frankly. But yeah, you should listen to all of our things. You should subscribe. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram if AJ ever updates it, which is a maybe, but it would probably just be me now. So whatever. I'll be around, you know. <laughs> Shamecast <laughs> underscore official. Um, you can also follow AJ's art page, which he keeps up with regularly. What is it, AJ? Tell us. That'll be AJ underscore Stallone underscore art. Um, currently holding steady at 1,195 followers. We're almost at 12, baby. Almost at 1,200. Also, you can check me out on Friday night again. Friday night at 9 o'clock yes. Eastern time. I do my painting thing with Christy from Seattle. We got this magic show going on. It's like all the rage yeah. right now. You're missing out. Ten minutes later, if you want to follow my Instagram, if you would like to follow Bronwyn on Instagram, it's Bronwyn underscore Gale underscore art. B-R-O-N-W-E-N as in November. Gale, Gale, as in the wind, bitches. Yes, Gale. Don't fuck it up. Jesus. Follow us both. We're both follow us both. Pages. I almost have 500 followers now, so good for fucking See, me. So follow now. You can be like, hey, I was one of the original 1,000 followers of Brown and Gale Art. Now's your time to get in on that. You've already missed the train for my first hundred, for my first thousand, thousand I said. <laughs> wow. Ooh, I'm feeling it. Call it ego. Call it narcissism. Call it what you. I'll call, call it both. Correct. I'll call it confidence, baby. Okay. Confidence. Watch out, Eric. Okay. That's what happens. Uh, I mm. can we let's stop talking now, right, shall right, we? About that. You're such an incredible douchebag. It's I'm amazing. just promoting. I'm promoting. You're not. Pro- you suck. I'm a hype machine. <laughs> hype machine. Go AJ. <laughs> if you want to send us a shame story of some sort, or a top ten list, or anything, praise anything. about Fan us. Mail. I, I don't care what. Maybe a a, a, a limerick or a haiku. Ooh, a limerick or a haiku. That's just whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Anything. Send it to shamecast.official at gmail.com or you can DM us on the on the Instagrams. We do whatever. Send us a thing. Tell us about the things that freaked you out as a kid. Did you watch something that uh, scarred you for life that your parents like rented for you innocently from Blockbuster Video and now it you know haunts your dreams forever? Tell us. Um, or Hollywood Video. Maybe it was Hollywood Video. I was like, video. Pre, this is pre-Blockbuster for me. Blockbuster didn't become a thing until I was in my teens. Was it Hollywood Video about- first? Well, there was like Hollywood. There was a place called Movie King. I don't there know was, that. Uh, oh, those West locals. Coast Video. Was West Coast Video. Yeah, West Coast West Video. Coast. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. if your parents rented movies from there and they made you sad and scared, tell us about it. Or just tell us a, a random shit about your life that's terrible. We don't care. Anything. Anything. Whatever Talk you want. to us, please. Talk tell to us things. Us. We need a new. We need a new, some new mail. So, come on. Everyone's bored. Everyone's going crazy. So great. Are we done now? We're done. We d- we're done, girl. We don't have anything else to plug, do we? I don't think so. We better fucking not, because I'm just going to press stop, and that'll just be the end of the episode. But um, have a lovely rest of your week, everybody. We love you all. You're all precious to us. If you're listening and care about us, you're precious. Otherwise, we don't care. Lots of love. (laughs) Bye. Bye.